0: okay welcome back to the golf preview podcast and rj bell's dream preview for rocket mortgage classic week as the pga tour is up in detroit hello folks my name is will doctor alongside james ledbetter welcome aboard as we give you the latest as far as the world of golf handicapping is concerned for this week's pga tour event Led, we'll start it off with a little recap of the Rocket Mortgage where Tony Finau rallied from eight strokes back to beat uh, Scott Piercy in what was uh, really one of the more suspenseful Sundays of the year.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, Piercy obviously made it interesting there. Um, you know, he's a guy who hasn't really been... Uh, in contention that often over the last couple years and I think it obviously showed there on the uh, on the back nine I think for a guy like um, Tony Finau who's you know he's in contention at RBC he's been in contention you know tens of you know tons of times in too many times too many times yeah it it was it was nice for him to get it done Um, Doc you had him on your card correct
0: yeah, I did. I did. And, uh, and right when the, the CBS broadcast started at two 30, Nick Faldo immediately called for Tony Fina to win. And I'm sure all the viewers thought it was crazy because I mean, Piercy was cruising at that point in time. I was hoping, uh, he would be right since I had the, the Fina 14 to one ticket, but also because Emiliano Grio who had at 35, the one that just tripled the seventh, uh, w- with a wedge in his hand from the rough and, and, nearly removed himself from, 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 contention. But then, you know, the entire atmosphere <clears throat> started to change when Piercy made his third um, bogey in three holes on 11. And then he gets to 14 and the wheels just completely unraveled in that fairway bunker uh, took two out of there. And then, you know, hit, hit his second one in the water and took triple. So then all of a sudden, you know, Finau and Grio were back to one and two on the leaderboard, uh, and then Finau birdies 14, 15, 16 within uh, the next hour uh, of, of Piercy's triple. But it was interesting led because Faldo said that it was going to be this, you know, memorable call of Finau one. But it was kind of this, you know, no one wanted to win finish because, you know, Finau oh. on, on 17, the par three, he ricochets, uh, you know, his six iron off the off the grandstand. It should have gone in the water. It didn't. And then, and then on 18, you know, he puts his tee shot in the water and, and makes bogey to win. It didn't have the major suspense on the final two holes that your normal, like eight stroke comeback victory would have.
1: Yeah. And we saw it with that golf course, just in terms of the fact there was a ton of trouble out there. So, you know, holding onto that lead, uh, you know, five shot, three shot lead, isn't exactly a done deal. And we obviously saw that, um, Besides the Hideki ejection withdrawal after making a nine on Thursday, I uh, ended up kind of having a decent week with Nick Hardy over Matthew Naismith at uh, minus 110. And then for my dark horse at Hank Lebiota, top 20 plus 400 to turn it into a positive week. But yeah, you know, now getting it done, obviously a little bit weaker field than, you know, uh, we're going to have this week in Detroit. Um well, I think what it really came down to was it was just a big advantage for someone like Tony, who's been in contention a couple of times this year, versus a guy like you know S- Scott Piercy, who uh, you know obviously contending the first time in a while, and, and the nerves obviously showed up.
0: Yeah, and led like, great call on uh, on, on Lebiota. You know, we uh, we have to start paying attention to guys. You know, as we're two weeks away from uh, the playoffs, who are, are kind of on that FedEx Cup bubble. I think Lebiota still needs a couple more top twenty finishes uh to get inside the top 125. But uh I mean a couple guys to look at, you know, Webb Simpson's number 125 uh on the FedEx Cup, Jason Day's 127, Ricky Fowler, uh 132. Now Simpson Day and Fowler are, you know, in no trouble to lose their card. But then you guys, you got guys like Danny Willett, Harry Higgs, and Zach Johnson. Uh, who could all lose their cards this year which, which is very interesting they have this week at the rocket mortgage then next week at the Wyndham uh, to try to get inside the top 125 oh because Zach
1: Johnson has the five year British open thing going right now
0: right he does but this is uh this is it
1: yeah but he'll have the past champion status he will
0: like, to certain events the John Deere you know I'm sure. I'm sure maybe, maybe Tiger will invite him to the year. And Ryder Cup
1: know. captains, They, I mean, yeah. maybe the WGCs, I feel like. Uh, That's right. <laughs> um, That's right. You know, when it when it's their year. But, yeah, you know, we're heading to Detroit for Rocket Mortgage uh, Classic Week. Like you said, pressure is building. Only two events left before the playoffs. Obviously, Wyndham next week. Um, all about making the top 125. Uh, but, yeah, this week we are playing Detroit Golf Club. It's a 7,370-yard par 72, four par 5s. Uh, some key features include, you know, uneven fairway lies, tree-lined holes, tricky green complexes uh, that slope from back to front, uh, and it's just a classic Donald Ross design. Doc, you and I have played it. You know, ton of Donald Ross yeah. designs. Keep it below the hole is the is the theme. Uh, the grasses are eighty percent Poa, twenty percent bent. I believe uh, that's the concoction. So, going to look at it mostly as Poa greens. Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, it's cool when golf courses or golf tournaments go back to these older courses This is another course it's, you know, it's over a hundred years old. So, you know, when you compare it to last week, it's not going to be a water fest, uh, you know, like where it's with all these man-made holes and Island greens and stuff like that. This is more of a true, uh, you know, true. And as you doc, you said pretty flat golf course, correct?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's the flattest golf course on the PGA tour. So number one is is Detroit golf club. Uh, Number two on the flattest courses is, is TPC, uh, New Orleans for the Zerts classic, but yeah, uh, the elevation change from the highest point to the lowest point, only 43 feet, uh, according to PGA tour.com. So looking for good iron play, uh, you know, especially, um, you know, elevation mixed with, uh, well, it's a flat golf course, but Donald Ross obviously put some undulation, some elevation in the greens. Um, you know, you know how they are, like a little bit of a bowl shape, but yeah, I mean, back to your point that this is, uh, you know, it's a cool place to read about it. It's been the club to so many of uh, Detroit's best athletes and superstars Justin Verlander, Jerome Bettis, Jim Leland, former, uh, former, uh, Tigers manager, Vinnie Johnson, and Kid Rock. They all play golf there. The Ford Motor Company was one of the original investors in the Detroit golf club way back in the early 1900s. So, uh, this is a cool golf course. I know there's, um, you know, field wise, I guess it, it feels somewhat similar to, uh, the three M you do have 11 major champions, uh, in the field this week, but, um, yeah, that, that's what we have for
1: Detroit golf club. Anything else to add there led? Yeah, the cut line has been being between three and five under the first couple of years. So if you don't have a round in the 60s, the first couple of days is probably going to be a short week for you. So um, unfortunately, a, a two over through nine start is uh, is not going, to, yeah, <laughs> that's not going to be ideal. Um, some key stats to look at. I think strokes gained off the tee is going to be huge. Definitely looking at some of the bombers. Obviously, the guys that are hitting fairways, we don't need... Uh, I guess we don't have to mention anymore, but Matt Wolf gaining strokes from the middle of the woods. He's not on this tour anymore. So um, just the (laughs) fact that I don't think you can bomb and gouge here just given the green complexes. I Doc, we play Sarah Bay down in Sarasota all the time. If you're coming from the rough, you know, you're always a flyer away from going over the back. And uh, at Donald Ross courses, that's absolutely terrible. I think it's huge to be in fairways to be able to control the spin and trajectory.
0: Yeah. And, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about with the, you know, the Donald Ross greens, it's basically like, you know, in the old days where they put the bowl on the kid's head to get a bowl cut. Uh, that's what these greens look like. Um, and and that's the teeth of the golf course. Um, yep.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the last three winners have hit over 75% of the greens when they won. So I don't think you can exactly scrap it. Uh, I think proximity is important too. Um, you know, if you're going to get to the mid-20s, you can't be hitting at 40 feet every hole. You're going to have to give yourself a lot of birdie opportunities. You go back to the last couple of winners here. we got Nate, Nate Lashley, Bryson DeChambeau, Cameron Davis, um, definitely some of the bombers. Uh, of course, the average winning score has been over the last three years 22 under par. So, um, you know, better make some birdies this week uh, to contend.
0: Okay, so the order of uh, play today is I'll be discussing uh, how we go forward with Tony now after the win, and then Led and I will discuss our matchups and picks to place, then we'll take you through some winners and a couple dark horses, uh, and then we'll send you home with a lineup and scoring prediction uh, and best bet, so... Um, you know, Tony Finau, 14 to one, you know, the, the, the man who led dreamers to victory last week, at the 3M he's priced the exact same, you know, as he was last week. I don't, I don't, I don't expect him to fall off this week in Detroit. There's a few reasons why number one finished 53rd at the rocket mortgage in 2020, which was, uh, his only start here, but it's important to know that he hit the ball extremely well that week and just didn't puck great, which we all know is Tony's biggest flaw uh but he's picked up strokes on the greens in 7 of his last 9 events largely because his proximity to the hole with his irons is so good uh but he's above average as far as his standards uh his putting standards are concerned now the second reason i don't think tony falls off this week uh is finau's re- you know record with good finishes come in bunches. He plays well for three, four weeks at a time while the putter's hot, and then you'll see him cool off. Personally, uh, Led, I think last week was the beginning of a great run into the FedEx Cup uh, playoffs uh, for Tony Fino.
1: Doc, let's get into those head to heads, and I'm going to completely just go against every everything you said uh, with my first head to head. And that is you know, great takes. Don't mind him, but uh, I'm going to be taking Cam Young over Tony Finau plus 108 on Fanduel. How is Cam Young a dog to anyone, especially Phony Finau? Nice win last week in, in that week in that weaker field, but uh, I absolutely love Cam Young in this matchup. Cam Young has four top three finishes in his last seven starts, two of those being majors. The way he drives a golf ball, he can have an off putting week and still finish top twenty. Everybody thinks Tony's pretty long, but he does kind of rein it in, uh, you know, compared to most guys. Funny enough, I was looking at the stats. Cam Young has an easy 15 yards on uh, Tony Finau. So I think that's huge this week for the par fives. And he's actually the better putter in this matchup. Doc, you mentioned the putting with Tony. Uh, he's never really been that great a putter. Um, he looks awful I, over the putter. It, it, it's really off.
0: the the good putting numbers have really come because of the ball striking.
1: Yeah, but what what I'm trying to say is, for a guy who's you know been on tour for a long time, not really been a great putter, I think the putting regression is you know is coming is coming soon. It's a matter. It's not a matter of if. It's kind of when. You know, it's almost like uh, you know Dwight Howard. You know makes a three-pointer the next one's probably missing just based on his uh percentages now tony has a probably better a better putter than dwight howard is three-point shooter that's a little bit of a a dig there but um you know doc another thing i normally don't read too much into rest but tony is coming off a full week with a win press conference now he's got to get noah's ark and all eight kids to detroit and lace it up again in less than 72 hours um you know that's three weeks in a row for Tony, including international travel. I think that's a you know a lot to ask. We see it all the time with these you know Cam Smith, for example, earlier in the year at Hawaii. Obviously, wins a tournament of champions and just you know quick Friday exit. Um, now Tony's ball striking. It's not like he's gonna have. Uh, it's not like it'll be a Cam Smith where he picked up 12, 12 strokes on the greens and now the putter you know falls off and he misses the cut. But I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot of... We could see maybe a Saturday, Sunday even kind of starts to fall off in terms of in terms of energy. Uh, like I said, Tony's third week in a row, overseas travel. Then you got Cam Young, who's coming off a second-place finish at the British Open. His
0: putting well-versed. has been equally as garbage. His putting is equally as garbage.
1: According to the stats, he's like the 55th best putt in the field and Tony's 77th or something, but... Um, hey, he,
0: so my point, Cam Young, he would have won Wells Fargo uh, with good putting. Uh, you know, with a good putting week at the, at the RBC, Cam Young would have won instead of Spieth, uh, and, and he putted awful at a gust in the players. I think for Cam Young to master the consistency needed to put well from week to week, uh, I, I'm going to have to see a couple more weeks on the bent grass. It, it's it's. Uh,
1: here's the here's my main thing it's here's been
0: suspects. Th- it's been suspect it's the,
1: the the thing that jumps out in this matchup is a plus 108 right the guy's coming off a win right do we think tony's going to go back to back this guy is not sheffler i'm sorry he's not um but in terms of i just think cam young four top three finishes his last seven starts if anything i feel like these guys are on the same level maybe not from a hardware standpoint but from a you know level of play and I think at that plus one hundred eight number, it's definitely worth uh, you know taking a shot at. So that first matchup is Cam Young over Tony Finau plus one hundred eight. Do it for me, Cam.
0: Okay, that's uh, that's Led's first matchup. Mine's going to be Kevin Kisner uh, over Davis Riley at minus one sixteen on DraftKings, and I feel that we're into the part of the season where we're going to see some regression uh, from Davis Riley. He had a consistent run. From the Bar to the U.S. Open, but since the tour started to migrate north for the summer, uh, Riley has been putting pretty poorly uh, on the bent grass greens. And some of that magical iron play that we saw from the at the bar, that we saw at the Mexico Open, that we saw at Colonial, it's worn off a bit for Davis-Riley um really did not have a great week last week at 3M and as for Kevin Kisner he played well at the Travelers and he played well at the Open his iron play uh is coming around and um you know there isn't a place better for that great iron play in a place that fits Kis so well uh like that Donald Ross design of Detroit Country Club so my first and only matchup uh, for this week is going to be Kevin Kisner over Davis
1: Riley at minus one sixteen on DraftKings. And moving into our picks to place, I'm going to be taking Taylor Pendrith top twenty plus four hundred. Um, Taylor has missed an extended amount of time with a fractured rib. His last start uh, pre any any
0: insight on how that happened?
1: I mean, just a brutal sneeze. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, No, but honestly, I have, I have no idea. Honest. That is not a fun injury for a golfer. The amount of torque obviously you put on your core and you know, all those things going on, man, I'm sure he must've taken probably a, I don't know what the prognosis or whatever the, I'm sure he probably took a month off from at least long game. Um, Anyways, though, his last start before the injury uh, was a T13 at players, Uh, you know, after After that time off, he came back, he played the Barbasol and Barracuda, finished top 15 in both. I kind of like, you know, like you see Tiger, right? Playing two events a year. Masters, British Open. Guys coming back from injuries, it's kind of nice for them to play maybe a Barbasol or a Barracuda. Get the get the not saying Tiger's gonna swoop down to that level, but it's you know, pad the stats a little bit. Um like, you know, as we know with Taylor, he's one of the best drivers of the golf ball on the PJ Tour. He's gained strokes off the tee in his past seven starts. I think if he can hit fairways at Detroit Golf Club, he'll be in prime position to make, you know, a lot of birdies and have a solid week overall. So for my first and only pick to place besides dark horse, I'm going to be taking Taylor Pendrith top 20 plus 400.
0: Okay. And I have um, a first, I love that. I love that. Look, he, he was playing so well in the Florida swing before he, he left with the wrist injury, finished 25th at the Honda two at PGA national. Uh, so uh, great off the tee, great iron player. I love that call with Taylor Pindreth. Um, on to, um, I have two picks to place this week, one of which is my best bet. So we'll go over one right now. And that's going to be Michael Gillich top 20 plus 400 on DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'm throwing a diamond in the rough out of the gate. Michael Gillich, Canadian, best player in the field that did not go across the pond for the Scottish and British Open. Michael Gillich, best player in the field that did not go across the pond for the Scottish and British Open. He did not finish... Uh, outside of 21st, his last three starts at the, at the Deer, at the Barbasol, and the 3M. He's 140 on the FedEx Cup money list. And if Gillich wants to keep his card next year with the rest of his Canadian buddies, Hadwin, Sevenson, Svensson, my apologies, uh, r- rest of the pack, he must finish the regular season with back to back top 20 finishes. I see it happening. Um, you know, these last couple courses, same green texture, same, uh, you know, I think bent grass from here, here, here is Sedgefield bent grass.
1: I want to say it's Bermuda, mm. but I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. I want to say it's Bermuda though.
0: Okay. Well, as far as this week is concerned, Michael Gillich, great bent, bent grass putter. Uh, so that's going to be my one pick to place. Michael Gillich, top 20 uh, plus 400 on, on DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: Okay, and moving into our winners, we can kind of switch off. I have three, so I'll rattle off two, Doc. You go, and then I'll go. Um, Yeah, perfect. I'm going to fire it off with Chris Kirk, 42-1 to on FanDuel. Chris Kirk has not missed the cut since the Mexican Open. He's lost strokes with the putter and driver one time since then. Um, Chris does most of his damage through accuracy rather than distance, and this should be another week where he should be able to just absolutely split fairways. Um, He's got great results this year on all kinds of golf courses. He has a top five at Bay Hill, top five at the PGA at Southern Hills, seventh to RBC in Canada. You know, in terms of course history, not, you know, obviously the tournament's only been going for three years, but not many guys have much better course history than Chris Kirk uh, with a tied 12th and a 21st in his last two starts here. And both those times he actually lost strokes off the tee. So kind of out of character, um, and goes to show, you know, even his bread and butter, if that's not working, he's still been able to have some good results. I think if he gets his normal driving week, um, I think it's completely worth it taking a uh, 42 to 1 stab on Chris Kirk. And that can be found, found on FanDuel. Moving into my next one, Siwoo Kim, 55 to 1 on DraftKings. Before finishing 15th at the Open, Siwoo had missed three cuts in a row. Uh, despite some struggles with the results portion of his game, he's been gaining strokes in every category besides the butter, the putter. In terms of results, he's never had a top 40 in three starts. But given his normal ability to hit his driver and irons, this course should hit set up perfectly. You know, Siwoo is, a, Si-woo is definitely one of those guys that stands out. He's certainly long enough. He pounds fairways. I think 55-1 to 1 for a three-time P.J. Tour winner in this field is is uh is definitely worth a look. So um so far, Siwoo Kim fifty five to one, and Chris Kirk forty two to one.
0: Okay, uh, my first winner uh for the week is going to be Max Homa twenty two to one on Fanduel, and the bottom line is Max Homa ranks top twenty uh, in strokes gained total and strokes gained approach over his last twelve rounds. He's had great finishes at the Memorial and the Scottish Open, uh, and this is someone who. Uh, has already won two events this year, the Fortinet, uh and the Wells Fargo. Uh, now led some good mojo uh, for Homa rolling into Detroit this week. He talks about how you know he has a newfound love for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I don't know how you know you can, you could you could jump on that. Um the franchise, but he says he's buddies with Lions quarterback Jared Goff. They both went to uh California Berkeley. So he says he's become a part-time Lions fan. I don't know what being a fan of Jared Goff's gonna bring you, uh, you know, after LA told him to bag it. Um, and the other thing that I really love with Stinson, uh uh not not Stinson, what I love about Homa this week is he just got done with the Stinson roast. You know, Stinson wrote writes this long live letter you know all the charitable things he's done uh for sweden all the good things he's done in the game uh bag it henrik uh you know we all know he's just taking the money that's all you have to say and homa goes on twitter and tells him listen no one has time to read this uh because we don't so a lot of good stuff going on with max homa um I feel he could win one or two more tournaments on a serious note. He could win one or two more tournaments uh, to close this year out um, and have a chance uh, at the FedEx Cup title uh, come Eastlake. I feel like he's a player that could win around Eastlake. So um, I'm expecting Max Homa to get it done this week. So my first winner is going to be Max Homa uh, 22 to 1 on FanDuel.
1: Saw a tweet, Jack Cantlade, the 18 year old brother oh, of Patrick yeah. Cantlade, just shot 28 on the front nine at Bandon Dunes in the U.S. Junior.
0: He so, looks older, uh, he looks older than both of us. Let,
1: yeah, he does look like he looks like a I full grown man. I mean, he's, he's what, he hit him with the IM 12 crayon, uh, <laughs> from uh,
0: this will be, be Goldman Sachs. This will be Goldman Sachs first amateur in IL deal. Oh, w- without guaranteed. a doubt, without a guaranteed. doubt. Hopefully, hey, hopefully Liv isn't is, is, is starting to throw money at that kid. You know, they're going after amateurs, too. They'll pull a freshman out of there. They, they don't care. Yeah, is Cantley taking a stance on Liv? He's I been, don't know. He's I been pretty know.
1: quiet. He's been very quiet. He's always quiet. Um, Doc, you'll like this next uh, and last pick to win. Doug Gim, 100-1 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, he looks a Doug. little stuck to me. He might've been stuck. Uh, he shot on Sunday. He shot six over in the final round of the three M open and still finished in the top 20. You know, if he would have shot even the final round, you know, maybe they finishes his top five as a top three finish. Uh, you know, maybe that numbers in the sixties or the seventies to win this week. I think Doug game at a hundred to one, we know he's playing well, the last time he played this event, he finished 32nd despite losing strokes off the tee. Uh, you know, Doug game has pretty much won at every level. It's a matter of time, I think, before he breaks through. Um, you know, this is a guy who has three top 20s in his last six starts. So Doug game at 100 to 1 on DraftKings is a, uh, you know, just a little sprinkle.
0: Yeah, he's in my lineup. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you. It just looks like he, you know, he uses the ground and it, and it looks like his handle is, you know, sky high at impact. Let you're the swing connoisseur. I don't know what you think about it. Uh, I could
1: be wrong. Boeing the wrist is in, so I'm not I'm not too worried about him. You know, you look at a guy like Tommy Gamy, If that guy can win on tour, anybody can win on tour. Um, but the re- the reason I like Doug Gim, he brings the ball striking pretty much every week. It's more the putter with him, so uh, you know at least we know he's bringing that to the table. It's not like he needs to pick up 17 strokes on the greens to contend. Uh, he brings the ball striking, so at 100 to one, I think it's worth a stab.
0: Okay, Doug Gim, Slingshot Engage. Uh, My final winner is going to be Michael Gillich, 131 on FanDuel. I already told you why I like him. I have to take a chance on this guy. He just – it's a – you know, he – the last three weeks, I mean, you got to look at the results. No one's really played better than him without a win uh, consistently. So my second pick to win is going to be Michael Gillich, 130-1 to on FanDuel. I'll bring us into my – and do the Dark Horses. Uh my dark horse is gonna be Kevin Schulman, top 20 plus 310 on FanDuel. And, and here's a guy who finished, he finished T35 last time he teed it up at the Rocket Mortgage, which is back in 2019. Shuman's playing incredibly well as of late. I don't, I don't love the whole Wilson sunglass, you know, setup that he has going on. Uh, but he's part of that, you know, Zach Johnson. Uh, you know, that that, you know, l- mid to low forties range group uh, just, just not in, you're not going to see him in joggers lad. That, that's what I'm trying to say here. You're not going to yeah, see he, in joggers.
1: He puts a full ball sunscreen on every morning. He loves, uh, he's in
0: that Brendan steel, you know, that, that, yeah. that group on tour. So, but he's playing incredibly well as of late. Strillman is 25th at the traveler second at the Barbasol. Uh, and, and that good stretch comes after just uh you know, I, I think if you asked him, it's, it hasn't been a good. It hasn't been a good year for Kevin Streelman. It's been trash. It's been uh, below average. But you know he's a sure lock for the first round of the playoffs. He's already inside the top one twenty five. Currently eighty two on the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, but the point is he's playing well enough to contend in this golf tournament. Fourth uh, in strokes gain total over his, over his last twelve rounds. So uh, I, I think this is the best dark horse. Um, you know. There is this week at plus three to odds. That's Kevin Strillman, top 20, plus 310 on FanDuel.
1: What about you, Led? For my dark horse, I'm going to be taking Hayden Buckley, top 20, plus 600. Hayden is the seventh best driver of the golf ball in this field and is coming off a solid 26th place finish at the 3M Open. He lost almost three strokes around the Greens, but was able to ball strike his way to a nice week in Minnesota. He's now made five cuts in a row. Looks to make his sixth in a row this week. Hayden has picked up four strokes with the irons and back-to-back starts. And if the putter cooperates, you can lock in this t- top 20 at plus 600. hundred. Seventh best driver in the field. He's averaging, picking up four strokes per event with the irons. I mean, the guy putts average. We're top 20 at plus 600 all day long. Um, and trying to go back-to-back on dark horses after a great Libiota week. So, recapping that, that's Hayden Buckley, top 20, plus 600, lock it in.
0: Buckley, a bomber, and ranks inside top 20 in approach. Uh, I, you know, I feel like what a what a perfect situation I mean, for him this week.
1: For a top 20, that's like Lingmuth territory. That's like Monday qualifier territory for a guy um, who's shown he can uh, ball strike it out here. And he did have a rough kind of... Early PGA Tour season, spring, winter, whatever you want to call it. But uh, he's starting to round into form, uh, you know, top 30 last week at, uh, at the 3M. Let's keep it rolling this week. Top 20 plus 600, Hayden Buckley.
0: Okay, okay. That'll uh, that'll do it for our dark horses. We'll move into our lineups. Uh, I'm going to go Max Homa, uh, who is my winning pick. We're also going to get a best bet um, on Homa here in a couple of minutes. So I'm going to go Homa. I'm gonna go Kevin Kisner. Uh, I'm gonna go Kevin Kevinreman. I'm gonna go Doug Gim Led's guy, big trust, big trust. Uh, Adam Svenson, who's playing extremely well putting out of his mind right now. Uh, he gets the good iron play going with the the putting Svenson could have a huge week. Uh, and, and then Zach Johnson, who's you know number 155 FedEx Cup bubble, uh, could lose his card after next week. Uh, just a preview though, something to look ahead for, for the Wyndham. He, Zach has two top tens at the Wyndham. So watch out for that dark horse next week. So my lineup for this week is going to be Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, Kevin Streelman, Doug Gim, Adam Svensson, and Zach Johnson in the caboose.
1: And for my lineup, I'm going to be taking Will Zala, Torres, Sahith Digala, Russell Henley, Siwoo Kim, Chris Kirk, Hayden Buckley. Very interchangeable lineup. I feel like all guys can defend any position, one through five. Uh, just a very versatile lineup um, for me this week.
0: Okay. Um, okay, so that there you have it for the lineups. Uh, let's move into the scoring prediction. Lead won the 3M. Uh, you picked 17. It was 18? I picked
1: 18. It was 17.
0: Okay. Okay, so I picked 25. Lead wins that one. Continues to be a, a problem in the scoring predictions for me uh you know over the years uh 2019 25 under 1 here 2020 uh 23 under 1 for bryson and then cam davis goes uh 18 under in a playoff last year in 2021 i think they get back to 25 under uh this year uh ala 2019 weather looks absolutely pure lad i wish i was up here for this 66 low and about 84 high uh, all weekend long. Uh, I think it's going to be a scoring fest. I think someone keeps it uh, below the hole all week on the Don Ross greens. Um, I don't know, Homa, uh, Gillich, one of them's taking the deep for the win. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 25 under.
1: I'm gonna go with 22 under par. That's the average over the past three years. Let's just keep it simple.
0: Okay, and into uh, our best bets for the, the 3M. Uh, led, I'm going Max Homa top 20 uh, plus 270 um, on FanDuel. You know, I, I think Max, first off, gets his third win of the year this week. Um, but at, at the very minimum, he'll definitely be in contention. Uh, we've seen it all year long. He's displayed incredible consistency. I mean, even in the tournaments that he hasn't won, but he's been in contention. I mean, 14th at the Phoenix Open, 10th at the Genesis, uh, 13th at the Players, 13th at the PGA, and 5th at the Memorial. He's practically been in contention um, in, in almost every event that he's event he's played in, uh, with the exception of, of the Masters, uh, the Farmers, and the RSM. The RSM dates way back to the fall, so we're throwing that out of the picture. I think Max Home has displayed incredible consistency, um, incredible grit, and incredible faith to the PGA Tour this year. Um, I really like him this week in Detroit. So my best bet is going to be Max Home at top 20 plus
1: 270 uh, on FanDuel. And now a quick word from our friends at Pregame.com. Have you signed up for Pregame.com yet? Well, if you haven't, now is the time to do so. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums. Draw a following, become a valued member, sign up today and receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame's very own professional handicappers today. Get your free best bet today.
0: Quick break from the golf to brag about our guy Hitman over on uh, pregame.com. Uh, hitman earned plus 52.65 NFL units last season. Not as good as uh my golf picks, but uh, well, pretty nifty for NFL. But for this beat the hitman NFL contest, the, the cons the contestant who earns the most NFL units wins $500 cash. If the winner earns more than the hitman did last year, then the contest winner gets an additional $500. That's a thousand dollars cash enter today it's free just go to pregame.com and then click on contest to find the hitman nfl contest okay
1: now back to the golf and for my best bet i'm going to be taking russell henley top 20 plus 240 russell henley is the best iron player in the field and i think we can get when we can get the best iron player in the field at plus 240 top 20 i think you have to take it this is a guy who has shown time and time again he can lose strokes on the greens and still finish in the top 20. The man has only missed two cuts since last year's British Open. He is the epitome of consistency. I really think this uh, you know his game suits this golf course. Russell obviously doesn't you know fit the profile of a bomber of some of the guys we've chosen this week, but I think he's uh, the books are overlooking him a little bit. You know a lot of guys are on you know Doc even yourself a little bit uh, Kevin Kisner. This week, but I just see Russell Henry, uh, sorry Russell Henley, as a uh, a bit of an upgrade on a guy like Kisner, just because he's got a little more, um, you know, pop in the back compared
0: to the the iron play for Henley this year uh, has been the best of his career.
1: Yeah, and if the putter is anything but terrible, I think we're in for a good week with Russell Henley, top twenty, plus two forty for my best bet.
0: Okay, that'll do it on the golf preview podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview. Uh, Led, we'll see you next week for Sedgefield, the Wyndham. Um, you know, it, it's gonna come down to the wire for a lot of guys. We're gonna be, you know, looking at guys who are on the bubble at one twenty five. Uh, who can get in? Who's gonna get out? Maybe fading a couple guys, miss cuts to miss the FedEx Cup playoffs. We'll see. We got a we got an exciting uh, couple weeks ahead of us with the playoffs.
1: Yeah, honestly, next week is really fun to watch, especially Friday, because obviously if you miss the cut and you're outside, you're not getting in. So, you know, it's one of the few times that a Thursday, Friday, you know, who's on for PJ Tours must watch television. They should just uh, completely go all in on it. Just call it the bubble open or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we'll see you next week uh, for the Wyndham. Best of luck, everyone with their tickets.
1: Peace.